This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Film Hag. We are just four haggy friends, and each week we will be brewing up some hot takes and opinions on movies. I'm Boom. You can also call me Jess or Jessica if we're in business together or you're mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm joined by Maggie, Sophie, and Mel. How are you all doing? Wonderful, Jessica. So good. So good. We We did it. We made it. It's been a long time coming. There's been some ups and downs, but we are here. We made it. Baby. (laughs) The curse is lifted. So you're probably asking yourselves how four beautiful, talented, intelligent young women Mm. could possibly self-identify as hags. You know, traditionally, hag is a term used to identify an old, decrepit, vile woman. And to that, we say, it's none of your business what anybody chooses to identify as. But. (laughs) (laughs) But. Yeah. (laughs) We are choosing to make it your business and let you know that we are reclaiming the hag. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with OG hags. We love all hags. All hags are awesome. Listen. (laughs) But we're just taking the hag name and, you know, making it something we want it to be. Exactly. And Mm. reclaiming it as movie-loving people. Exactly. That don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. We aren't hanging our likability on being ladylike or proper. We do and say what we want. And right now we want to take up some space in the world of movie podcasts. (laughs) So, Hags, why don't we introduce ourselves? Tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and what are your first movie memories? Okay, I am Maggie. I'm from Toronto. All three of the four of us from Toronto. Mel is here to <laughs> keep us Canadians in check. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I've always had a hard time when people are like, "What's your earliest memory of this?" And I don't really understand how people can say like, "Yes, my earliest memory was this thing," but probably my earliest movie memory was Princess Bride. I remember the year that the animated Mulan came out. That, like, at my birthday, I got the choice of whether or not we could watch Mulan or Princess Bride Oh no! at my birthday party. And, like, all attendees of my birthday party wanted to watch Mulan. But oh, no. I wanted to watch Princess Bride <laughs> with my sister. Like, we both wanted to watch it and no one had fun <laughs> except for my sister and I. Um, <laughs> and because we loved the movie so much and we'd seen it a million times. And it's great. Honestly, I wish I picked that one for my first bird into your brain. Oh, <laughs> but damn. instead went with the... Always classic Big Fat Greek Wedding. No, no regrets here. No regrets. We just pick a movie that comes to mind and we go with it. I I didn't really remember or realize that because I was picking this movie, it meant that like we all had to watch it, Um, (laughs) which is like so obvious to me. But like when it came down to watching my Big Fat Greek Wedding, I was like, God damn, I didn't think that I would ever watch this movie again in my entire life. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's me. I like the pick. I'm stoked about this pick. Okay, Sophie, you go. Okay, I'm Sophie. I'm also a Torontonian. 
love movies, love talking to my friends about movies. Um, like Maggie, I feel like it's hard for me to like think of my first movie experience. Um, but I did grow up watching a shit ton of movies. I remember having this like massive shelf of VHS movies. Um, and now that I think about it, I think a lot of it had to do with, I watched a lot of movies with my dad. I feel like it was kind of like a bonding experience that we had. Um, he would kind of play video games with my brother and watch movies that were probably, um, I was probably a little too young to be watching, but he just kind of wanted to like bond with his daughter, I guess. Okay. What spicy movie did Andy make you watch? Yeah. I have this extremely distinct memory of watching the Blair Witch Project. Oh my God. When I was literally like, I must've been like, like like, under 10 years old. And and I can remember every single scene of that movie for some reason. I haven't revisited since I think I first watched it, but for some reason I, I feel like I know every part of it. Like this one scene where they like find where the witch is and I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll save it because it honestly is burned into my brain. <laughs> oh no. I've never seen that movie, but I know how it ends. Oh, you know that final scene with the guy in the corner? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have like <gasps> are specifically scarred yeah. by the final scene what, of boom, that movie. Did you just remember the guy in the corner? <laughs> are you okay boom no i've never seen it my mother knew better to and she knew to ban me from watching it because i am a very scared i was a very scared nervous child but you just describing that like gave me chills and i'm probably not gonna sleep tonight i barely described it she barely described it (laughs) anything that involves lurking in a corner Is but not honestly, for did me. you even say that, or did you just say, and then they find this house? No, she said there was a guy lurking in the corner. <laughs> yeah, but even that oh. is that weird. Yeah, it's terrifying. If we're gonna get a cabin for our first hag hang, true, then we should watch Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I feel like the Blair Witch Project legitimately kind of fucked me up because I actually have a pretty massive Mm. fear of the woods now and like getting lost in the woods. Um, Like I can go to like cottage trips or whatever, but I will be thinking about the Blair Witch or not even the Blair Witch. I'll be thinking about someone murdering me in the woods. When you're sleeping in the woods, aren't you just like the only thing stopping me from getting killed is the will to not murder? I was just about to say that. Mel, just start quick story for listeners and Mel. This summer, we went to a cottage for a week. And Sophie was expressing to Maggie that she was kind of nervous about the fact that her bed was right beside the window that looked into the woods. And Maggie, in an attempt to comfort her, said, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, the only thing keeping somebody from murdering you is, like, the will not to murder. So naturally... <laughs> That soothed her weary soul. <laughs> Honestly, I, I wasn't trying to soothe. I was trying to relate because I was also afraid. <laughs> it was literally the worst thing you could have told me in that moment. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so that's my earliest childhood movie experience, I guess. And it makes sense. I don't know. I that was a weird chilling. kid. 
You know, in your father's defense, <laughs> I think <laughs> you're not scared. Like, you can watch scary movies and it doesn't ruin your life, which is amazing. Yeah. And I'm jealous of that. And, like, yeah. it's probably because you started watching them at a young age. No. Yeah, you're right. Like, I've never been that scared to watch scary movies or anything. But it comes with the uh, mental trauma. So that's fun. I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 movies till I was 13. So oh, they really followed the rules. I have a low tolerance. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but my sister got to when I turned 13, which was not fair. What was your first PG-13 movie? Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wait, unless... Wait, is Jurassic Park... Was Jurassic Park PG-13? Probably not for, like, sexy things, but for... Because that is burned into my brain because my dad, that's like one of the first movies I remember watching with him was just the two of us and he rented it. And (laughs) that scene where the T-Rex like, oh, yeah, eats the guy off the toilet is classic seared into my brain. (laughs) It was probably how I'm going to go, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) T-Rex to the face. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that's how we all go. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go at Jurassic Park. That's fucking dope. You know what's weird about that scene is like, did the guy go into the bathroom before they saw the dinosaur or did he run in for refuge and then think, you know what? Now's as good a time as any. I got to do this. <laughs> he saw the dinosaur and he had explosive diary. <laughs> also, checks out. also, I feel like Jurassic Park <laughs> might be something that we cover in the future so why don't we just table yeah, that yeah, you're right um okay mel hit us up tell her okay. tell us where you from girl so i am the only united states citizen on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm from massachusetts i like how you're avoiding saying america uh, yeah <laughs> also, the way you said citizen made it all sound like we were potentially illegally living in the states <laughs> you guys are all actually living in my basement right now illegally <laughs> i wish, I wish. Jinx. Don't tease us. Wish we were lurking in the corners of your basement. <laughs> oh god. Oh, no thank oh, no. you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm from Massachusetts. I'm a mass hole, as they say. Excuse me? That's what I call. I I'm love that. Clearly Sophie is not they <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> Wait, can we all try and say Mas- Matt? I can't say it. Massachusetts. M- Massachusetts. <laughs> Ma- Massachusetts. 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 Matt- Matt, mash a two. <laughs> I, I literally can't. <laughs> so, wow. Mel, I don't, I don't know if we can be friends, but. I'll give you lessons. Just call it, just say mass hole. Mass hole. Yeah. yeah, she's from the old mass hole. I don't know what that was, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> and what else? Oh, I'm a cartoonist for the rest of my day is what I do. And I watch movies and I talk to my hags. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, I love it. We send each first. other voice notes on the toilet. It's cute. Yeah. It's adorable. Mm. You can't actually listen to the voice note until yeah. you have gotten on the toilet. So, And the T-Rex <laughs> is looking at you through the window. Um. <laughs> Hello. So I have, I have a first movie memory that's like locked and loaded, actually. Um, Ooh. I only have like two like really early memories. And one of, one of them is... I had a dream when I was like probably like one or two that Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse lived in our wood stove and it was like 
Aww. it was like a beautiful like diamond palace and they live and I, it's like so like i can remember it so clearly and like i remember coming out in the morning and being like where's mickey and minnie Aww. and they weren't there it's very sad oh but or they went to like start a fire in the stove and you're like <laughs> no, no! <laughs> my and then my other one is like this weird like moment that i remember being i think i was a baby like probably one of being at the drive-in with like sitting in between my parents and looking up at the screen like I was they were trying to get me to sleep but I wasn't sleeping and and I have this like image of like this huge screen and I I think it in my head it was Buddy Hackett but like I don't think it was because I tried to find out which movie it was (laughs) and none of them have Buddy Hackett in them. Are you just implanting Buddy Hackett into your early childhood memories? Well, I have this, whatever it's like, movie. It's like so clear in my head is like a guy like who just fe- who's wearing a tuxedo and he like fell and it was carrying something and he like maybe he's a waiter and he's covered in food and I have no idea what movie it's from and I I was like asking my parents like to try and they have Ratatouille. no idea. I wish it was Ratatouille. <laughs> this is this is your memory. So if you want it to be, you can make it whatever you want it to be. So if you want it to be Ratatouille, go for it. You had a vision of Ratatouille in your childhood. Oh my god, uh, maybe I did. <laughs> yeah. So that's my earliest movie memory, and my mom thinks it's Cocoon, but I have no idea. It was like it was in uh, like upstate New York in nineteen eighty five. 86. Wow, you have a date. Wow. Well, yeah, because I know I was a baby and it was before my sister was born and we only lived in New York for like a couple years. Wow. You got specific. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. Boom. Who 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 are you? Why <laughs> Who are you? Why are you here? Who am I? Who even are Just you? Guess. And what are you doing here actually? <laughs> Why are any of us here? Really? <laughs> oh, I wish I knew. Uh, yeah, tell us about you. Yeah, I'm Boom or Jess, as I said before. I'm born and raised in Toronto, one of like few Torontonians through and through. Real deal. Real deal. Thank you so much. Sophie and and I are the fake deal. Yeah, you guys are fake deal. Suburb kids. Yeah, you're wannabes, but Mm. no. (laughs) You're cooler than me because like moving to Toronto is cooler than living in Toronto for 30 years. So I don't know. Mm -mm. (laughs) I disagree. Okay, well, we'll see how it all shakes out, but (laughs) we'll table it. We'll do some research. But yeah, I I don't know. I have a few movie memories. Um, Like, my first movie memories are just, like, watching Sharon Lewis and Bram tapes over and over again. Oh, my God. I I remember that. (laughs) I was obsessed (laughs) with those motherfuckers, like, obsessed. (laughs) Wait, are they Canadian? Yeah. They are. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, or I'm pretty sure they are, but they're on TVO a lot, which is like a very Canadian uh, television network. But one of my like first movie going memories was a grade six field trip to go see The Grinch, the one with Jim Carrey. Nice. Mm. And for some reason, somehow, some voodoo magic, I convinced my dad to chaperone like to sign up as a chaperone oh nice so he comes it's my dad and like 30 kids and i made him buy the me me and the boy that i had a crush on popcorn 
Yes. Tell us more. Wow. Like one popcorn to share? No, we each got our own popcorns because I okay. like to dine and I like to wine and dine my dates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to wine and dine my dates, even if it's on my dad's dollar. That's a tongue twister. (laughs) Love it. I like it too. You're like, I want to flirt by getting him popcorn, but I don't want to sacrifice the amount of popcorn that I would like to consume. So he's just going to get his own. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it was just an overall really funny experience because my dad isn't really like into movies other than like just like very Jamaican movies or like rush hour and (laughs) Jamaicans just like think that like anything that takes on a human form that like isn't human is just like devil worship Mm. so like the whole (laughs) way home I just got a lecture about like how bad the Grinch is and how I shouldn't watch things like that because it's like <laughs> well honestly the Grinch is fucking terrifying as a worship. kid I was scared yeah I was gonna say also what is the Grinch like I'm kind of on your dad's side here <laughs> is it a cat he's just like a scary <laughs> who he's green also in that movie it was weird because like the Grinch had a love interest and it was like this is not where I was expecting it to be- go and you know I've never seen that one what I've only seen the original Melissa yeah Oh no! Okay, we're not old. watching the Grinch, no. but I'm okay, assigning you homework. The, please no to, to watch yeah, Jim Carrey's The Grinch. <laughs> You've heard it here. It is our first episode, and we vow to you that we will never do The Grinch. <laughs> okay, let's move along. So, <laughs> Jess, how did this date go? Um, I don't remember it. I don't. I don't really remember interacting beyond like sitting beside each other and just being super awkward. Also, my dad was there, so like, how am I gonna? I'm not gonna be like mm-hmm. Mac and dudes, like hundred <laughs> percent. So you were like twelve. It was like twelve. Yeah, that's probably why you won't be Mac and <laughs> on dudes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've always been boy crazy, but I I know the Grinch definitely like puts people in the mood, but I think it was right for you to not. <laughs> Thank you so much, and like, I was too good for him, anyways. There you go. <laughs> All right. So yes. So. Now you've met your hags, which is awesome. Um, so this is our very first episode, and Film Hags is part of the Tape Deck Podcast Network. Yay! And you can learn more about that Ooh. at tapedeckpods.com. We'll have um, a link in the show notes. Yeah, check it out. There's a lot mm-hmm. of other cool podcasts on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Like everything from movies to like there's fitness, there's very niche Transformers. Stuff. Transformers. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's it's a nice eclectic mix um, and a lot of fun pods. So just so you kind of know who we are and what we're doing, um, each week one of us will choose a film that aligns with a category of the season. This season, we will be covering movies that have been burned into our brains Basically, any film that has made, like, any lasting imprint on us in any way. So first up is Maggie's Pick. It is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. It's written and starring Nia Vardalos. It also stars Total Babe John Corbett, also known as Aiden (laughs) Shaw. And it was released in 2002. So Maggie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your pick and how it got burned into your brain? 
Okay, I will, but I will probably get into this later. But is he a total babe? Oh my god, Maggie! Yes, <laughs> yes. out of here. He's that was literally one of my notes. Was is Ian? Okay, hot? okay. Before we start this <laughs> yes. podcast journey together, you need to know that Maggie is face blind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> unconfirmed. The amount of times that either in person or over text, Maggie asked me, "Is this person hot?" It's like it. It's, there's just I don't know if she's like questioning are you questioning yourself or I don't know if you just don't know what a stereotypical hot person looks like it's both it's definitely that but it's also like sometimes a lot of experience throughout my life I've thought people were hot and then I've told people and they're like what is wrong with you <laughs> I mean I think like everyone's attractive in their own way but like yeah I don't know it's made me question a lot and Sophie's always there to be like no or yes <laughs> definitively yeah I mean I have an opinion on everything always so Carry on. I picked this movie because it's burned into my brain. I feel like a lot of people have this experience of watching this movie a lot of times. Oh. Sorry. I don't know if you guys heard that, but it was not pretty. Um, (laughs) And it's also filmed in Toronto, in Greektown, which is where I live. So I thought that that would be fun and interesting to talk about. Okay. Here is my synopsis of the film. Did you say why it was burned into your brain? Oh, sorry. It was burned into my brain because when I was a child, well, I mean, again, I feel like a lot of people, when this came out, it was really popular and it was in the DVD player in my car. So every time my sister and I were in the car, we had this movie on. Also, my sister and I were serial rewatchers. So when we liked a movie, we just watched (laughs) it like every single day until something else came out. And this was one of the movies we watched a million times. Okay. So for any of you who have not seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding, I want to know where you were in 2002 that, like, you avoided this film. (laughs) Okay, so Tula is an attractive, young, single Greek woman who is held hostage in her home by her overbearing parents. She quickly decides to stop being an effortless eight and gives herself a makeover that she was fully capable of doing her whole damn life. (laughs) capitalism has made her undervalue her completely normal and respectable job in the service industry and she seeks out office employment she meets ian miller and they have a series of steamy car makeout sessions ian and tula get engaged and tula's family is upset because ian isn't greek wow ian's waspy family (laughs) and one friend have never met anyone greek before (laughs) despite living in chicago with one of the biggest greek communities in north america <laughs> Tula's family quickly gets over Ian not being Greek and they have a large Greek wedding. Everyone is named Nikki. <laughs> yes. That was that was the best so thing I've ever. Good. I don't know how we're going to top that. Yeah. That was so good. Okay. And just some other facts before we get into the discussion that I want to throw at you guys. This movie in North America, is still to this day the highest grossing rom-com of all time. What? No. Yes. And it is the fourth highest grossing indie film. What? Shut the fuck up. There's no way those two facts are true. Get, yes. Guess what any, yeah, maybe they're not. I don't know. Maybe someone can call me out, but I Googled it several times because I also didn't believe it. But guess which three are three indie films have made more money. <gasps> oh. Uh, I don't know what in, what is an indie So film. what would qualify as an indie film, because I had to look it up because I was also confused, is just a not like 
directed and produced by like not a major production company. Are we still right. talking rom coms or just in general? No, just independent films. Will we know these? So okay, I'll just say it. Titanic. The number one is no Passion <laughs> of the Christ, oh. and then the <gasps> King's Speech, oh. and then Slumdog Millionaire, and then My Big Fat Greek Wedding wow. for a very That's mixed bag. Insane. That is. A mixed Passion bag. Passion of the Christ? Mm. Is, uh, didn't even know it was indie, first of all. It was produced by Jesus. <laughs> That's like <laughs> Jesus, the Royals. He's like the ultimate indie film. <laughs> <laughs> Did Jesus have a credit in Passion of the Christ? <laughs> Maybe they had like one you of those, like have. these characters are not actually based on anyone, but. Um, okay, so why do you guys think this film was so popular? Um, because well didn't I read that she she like promoted it heavily in like Greek communities at first I don't know if that had anything to do with it I actually grew up in Toronto's Greek town and the marketing campaign for this film it, it was also shot in that neighborhood but the marketing campaign for my big fat Greek wedding is like burned into my brain it was everywhere like it was on every street post it was like in every restaurant it there was so much hype around this movie and it was also written by Nia Vardalos which I think played a big part in it as well like I remember that being like kind of a big part of the conversations around the film um she also got a nom a nomination for it so yeah I I'm not I was not surprised when it was like doing really well in the box office. Also, just another side note is she's playing a 30-year-old woman, but she's actually the actress was 40 oh. at the time of the filming. Uh, and she looks amazing. Her. This is like I want to get into this like maybe in a series of movies about yeah. makeovers, but <laughs> when I I remember when I was a kid thinking like what a makeover, but watching it now I was like she looks totally fine. Okay, yes, this was one of my notes. Like the the makeover to me was just wild because first of all it was yeah. such a like early 2000s yeah. makeover where it's like i'm gonna pluck my eyebrows <laughs> and give myself a perm give myself a perm like, yeah. exactly and like uh take off my glasses put contacts in and like I don't know. Like, I honestly liked her clothes before the makeover. Like, they were just, like, oversized and cool. Yeah. Um, Especially as, like, a teen. Her her outfits were so good. Yeah. And also, pre-makeover, like, before the makeover happened, like, nothing actually happened to inspire. Like, it wasn't like she got the new job and then she did the makeover. It was like, she just was like... I'm going to give myself a makeover, which is awesome and, like, good for her. But it wasn't like she got this new job and she had more money and she was able to afford this makeover. It was like, she just, like, did it, but... She just wanted a change. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't for a man, well, at least. Well, I don't yeah. know if it wasn't for a man. But I'm, she didn't know that she was going to see him again. I mean, she, yeah, maybe it wasn't for... Um, shit, what's his, what's his name? I have him as Aiden. What's... Ian Miller. E- Ian Miller. Ian Miller. Ian. Ian. Ian Miller. Yeah, I don't know if it was like specifically for him, but I, I, I don't know. I do think. I don't think so. She was just feeling confident. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of twofold. Like I do feel like the makeover happened because there re- was like external pressures from her family, who obviously thought like 
the way she was living her life and the way that she looked meant that she was depressed and she like you know couldn't couldn't get a real job quote unquote and so i do think that she did it from Mm. external pressures but i also think there is this empowering thing that like when you're not feeling great about yourself there is something to say about like you know look good feel good like that is something Mm -hmm. that is real and like is beneficial to your mental health like totally when you yeah. When you're not feeling totally yourself, like you want to put on like your best clothes totally. and you know, put make do yeah. your hair a certain way. And like I, I, I get that too. I definitely saw it from a more like empowering angle because mm-hmm. I just saw it as like her wanted she was like about to go to school and like we got that like sequence of her when she was like in grade school and she like was mm-hmm. never like hanging out with the popular girls or what like or what she perceived to be the popular mean girls. Yeah. And like she always felt frumpy and weird. And like I just saw it as her just kind of being like, okay, it's time for a change. And like all, I feel like anytime like a woman makes like a major change like that, there's obviously outside influences happening that like aren't the best. Totally. But I saw it as mostly positive and cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like I kind of hated the part though where she's like has like a regular boring waspy sandwich (laughs) (laughs) instead of her like delicious Greek food. I was like, yeah, I would take Greek food any day over a sandwich. Also, what kind of Aryan like grade school did her parents send her to? Like, not a single other student had brown hair. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she looked like a normal kid. Yeah, that was definitely. Yeah, that was definitely them like double downing on the like some white people are way more white than other white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, because Greek like living like growing up in greek town like greek people will look you in the face and tell you that they are not white they're like they will say i'm not white i am greek and that is Uh, yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean i feel like that kind of goes back i mean there's a lot to unpack (laughs) with that in general but i do think that kind of goes to maggie's original question of like why is this movie so popular is that like not only was it a early 2000s rom-com, which, I mean, if you have, like, hot people in a rom-com at that time, I feel like it was just going to do well. But also, it, it truly is, it, it's not so much a Greek story as it is, like, an immigrant story. So I think that's why so many people actually, like, really connected with this movie. Because, like, you could, like, go see it with your parents and, like, either you know, you could picture your parents actually saying the things Mm. if you were like a a child of like an immigrant family or second generation or whatever, you could kind of like see those jokes, but like within your own context of, of how you grew up or maybe your parents, you know, felt the same way when they were growing up. So I do think there is a universal like immigrant story to this, to this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely don't have to be Greek to relate to the family yeah, exactly. dynamic of Tula's family. But yeah, yeah. so I actually did want to ask another question because this is again the highest grossing rom com of all time. But to me, the romantic comedy, like it was still a comedy, obviously, mm. but the romance really seemed like backseat. It seemed more yes. like family. It's still, I guess, is technically a rom com, but my question is is this even mm. a rom-com? Like, they really didn't focus on the relationship that much at all. I felt like there was not enough, like, conflict with the relationship. Like, 
Mm. Like with a rom-com, there's always like, it's like you're pulled along of the ups and downs of a relationship. But Ian is just like so perfect. Yeah. And the only conflict is that like her family is weird. (laughs) It's so true. The conflict is with the family, not with the relationship. And the stakes, like even though like in her mind, you know, this is like a huge deal and the family is like a big hurdle. But like the stakes always seem like very low. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the family got over it really quick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the the extended family was just like thrilled about him. Like, yeah, there was like other than the dad who also seemed to get over it like pretty damn quick. Like, yeah, seemed like no one. It seemed like it was a lot in her head. Um, and she also mm-hmm. seemed kind of like unaware of her family. Like she knows the family's up and everything. And then when she finds out that like her mom has invited the whole family to meet the parents, she's so shocked. It's like, why is this shocking to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, your family's always there. Yeah. I do think that um, now that I think about it, it, it's definitely not a rom-com and it's kind of centered around th- this like family dynamic. But I do think the reason that there's like zero, almost like, zero conflict or character development is because they wrote the script around certain punchlines or jokes mm. that they wanted to land. Yeah. Um, totally. Like they wanted to have the vegetarian joke in there or the... Yeah. And Windex. And okay, I'll make lamb. Okay, I'll make lamb. Like they, they, they just wanted to <laughs> yeah. make sure that they, that they landed those punchlines um, and then kind yeah. of like scripted around yeah. that. And I do think that's probably why there's like you know, no conflict. It was just like punchline after punchline. And that doesn't really work for like character development, I guess. But I don't know. I still, I still thought it was like really cute and lighthearted and the jokes landed for me. So I liked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it it was based on a one woman play that she did. I think. Oh, and I think she she pulled some of the lines directly from her childhood. She said, like, the line she specifically says was a direct quote, was when her mom said on her wedding day, you're a lamb in the kitchen, but a tiger in the bedroom, or something like that. <laughs> Loved that. <laughs> what does it mean? Like, I don't know. I, Sophie, I don't want to get into what that means. <laughs> Just use your no, imagination. No, no. Like, I know, <laughs> know what, what, what a lamb in the kitchen yes. means. What does a lamb in the kitchen mean? Like, I, everyone knows <laughs> what a lion in the bed means, but <laughs> what does a lamb do in the kitchen? I'm just going to look uh, up that that is actually the quote, no, because what if it's... No, it is, it is. I, I, I wrote it down. I don't know, maybe you make lamb for the vegetarians in the kitchen, and then you are a tiger in the bedroom. Podcast listeners, you tell us. Oh, Archie, you're ruining it. <laughs> Archie wants has something to say. My nephew, Archibald. Archie uh, knows what a lamb in the kitchen means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like lamb. He knows. Lamb. Also, wait. Another fact. Did you know that she was married? Like she wrote the one woman play about the guy she's married to, and it's Ian Miller's friend in the movie is her husband. Oh, what? his one friend. Yeah. Wow. They like hosted. Um, like there's this like American like Christmas bake off version, but they hosted it together. But they're they're getting a divorce now. So oh, oh. sad. <laughs> My big fat Greek divorce. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new one coming out in um. There there's this the third one is in the works apparently so maybe yeah, yeah. it is about that. There's a third one in the yeah. works. What? Jeez. Yeah, maybe it is. My big fat Greek divorce. Yes. I would be into a story that's about her as a kid. 
Oh, yeah, that would be so cute. I loved a little Oh, that'd Tula. be cute, like a coming of age. But yeah, I feel like what's so sad cute. about her as a kid and growing up is, like, it just seems like a lot of it, like, she has a self-esteem problem. Yeah. And a lot of it is kind yeah. of in her head, and, like, I feel sad for her that and she's, like... And it's her like, dad. Yeah, exactly, but mm. she doesn't feel confident at the restaurant, and... Like she she called herself Frump Girl, and Ian was like, oh, "I don't yeah. know who Frump Girl is," but it's like, Ugh. and that's like, "What a good guy!" But it's like, no, it's because she honestly did look totally normal pre makeover. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually think that's something that I don't know that I kind of connected with in this movie is that like I also grew up in this like super white upper to middle class like suburban neighborhood where I, I I felt extremely different from other people based on the way that I looked and like maybe the things that I that I the lunches that I brought to school or you know getting dropped off f- from parents or grandparents that look different from from everyone else's and like I do think growing up with that sense of of feeling othered um does mm-hmm. it, it it does translate in into your your adult life and i really do think that's kind of like what tula was was grappling with was this kind of like sense of feeling other that she felt her entire life and and still feels absolutely yeah, yeah. and you see her like sh- slowly trying to shed that because honestly her as a character was i mean I liked it. I have had no like major issues with it. I just thought like the way that she performed the character sometimes just felt like she was like literally going to fall asleep. Mm, but yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but like you do see like that kind of like mild, very natural character development that like real people experience like even the makeover thing like it's not this huge deal and then her kind of like progression through the story like you just see her getting a little bit more confident because that's is what's real like we don't just like wake up one day and be like all of my childhood traumas are gone and I'm like totally okay with everything I don't know if that yeah, makes that's sense that's what but. it felt like to me though actually that in the movie it felt like her makeover everything was like, just oh. went away yeah, like I'm not frump girl anymore, and um, I felt like her acting when she was before she did the makeover. Ugh, I don't know. It really. I think sometimes when when like actors are like trying really hard to be weird or like awkward, yeah, it just makes me feel really <laughs> uncomfortable. Because like I don't know what it. I don't know as like a weird awkward person. It just it, it felt very forced. Yeah, to me, totally. Also, if I wake up on my wedding day and have that one small ass pimple, I'd be happy. Like, that's not that bad. <laughs> okay, my next question is, is Tula a virgin at the beginning of this movie? Like, not when she was a kid, before she met Ian. No, because if she was, they would make a huge deal about it, wouldn't they? Well, I, I, I feel like they kind of do have that talk because I feel like that's when the 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 scene comes where where the the mom says the the lion in the in the bedroom and lamb in the kitchen comment um it's that scene which I actually really love that scene when when they're all like crowding around her and the aunt who I love the aunt um is like plucking plucking uh the mom's um uh, hairs on her chin and I, I feel like that was them kind of like attempting to have like this sex talk with her because maybe she's 
never had sex before. Um, but yeah, was it? I actually loved the the making out scenes. Like those were some like the montage of them making out in the car. Oh yeah, in the car. It honestly yeah. made me want to make out in a car. Yeah, for sure. Mm. <laughs> Always. There Maybe were a lot of montages right. in this movie. Yeah, it was montage mm-hmm. after montage. That's how you get it done. That's how you provide maximum information in a minimum mm-hmm. amount of time. Okay? That's true. I guess a few other things I wanted to talk about was how fancy Tula was dressing for her pottery classes. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was enough for the parents. Like, the parents had no idea about her pottery class but um wait pottery class or computer class well she lied she lied on dates with ian she said she was at pottery class but she was like really fancy and she would freeze and be like oh i'm a going to pottery class (laughs) and then they'd be like okay all right relax where's all Um, the pottery you were making (laughs) true yeah she never brought any finished products home no also, the other thing I wanted to say is there is no way an established Greek church like that would not have a better adult baptism setup <laughs> than a kiddie than pool a kiddie in pool. the middle yeah. of the church. <laughs> that was absolutely wild. There's no way. Yeah. Okay, Sophie, do you have any final thoughts before we move over to Jess for our Hag Awards and such? Oh, let me look at my... I feel like I do have one. Oh, actually, sorry. I also wanted to say... That cousin Nikki, like the girl cousin Nikki, <laughs> is her. in Austin Powers. <gasps> oh, is she what? also? She's also in Strictly Ballroom. I was losing my mind. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's like oh my, my favorite God, yes. movie. That's amazing. Okay, I, I, she's Aust- I think she's Australian. She's Australian. I mean, she's in Strictly Ballroom, oh. so I'm assuming she's Australian because um, I probably should have looked. Her um, I'm just I'm looking at my notes right now, and it says uh, Aiden. I mean, Ian truly has no friends. Yeah, he had no friends. He also seemed really desperate to lock it down. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he, that- he gave off a very, you're not like other girls vibe, which yeah. I hate. Oh, yeah. But again, like, I feel like they didn't even think about the, like, the romantic aspect of this comedy. Yeah. They're just kind of like, yeah. okay, people fall in love and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my other note was that I had a kind of complicated relationship with the father in this movie. Like, I feel like he was like an awful. Hated him. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He, he was like an yeah. awful person, but they kind of like made him endearing. But you're like, oh, you're kind of cute, but also racist and misogynistic. Ugh. Every time he told her she looked old, I wanted to die. Oh my God, I know. I hated that so much. But also, okay, how old do you think that dad is? Like, I Like IRL right now? Yeah, I think he looked about 70. Tula is 30, which means he was 40 when he had Tula. So give her a goddamn break. You didn't have her until you were 40. She's got like at least 10 years. Get off her back. Oh, you've been thinking about this. I. This is one of my notes. She did the freaking math. Okay, yeah. she came correct. And I respect it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think as a general proposition, I really hated him because he had that. What did he say? He had that one line where he said, uh, this is why women 
shouldn't be educated i think he said oh. that oh and it's just yeah yeah it's just like Barf. why are uh. you why are you making a character like this somewhat lovable it just like made yeah. me feel not comfortable <laughs> okay who is your favorite of the family members oh Nikki. oh the aunt Ooh. oh yeah definitely Vula. Yeah. yes what do you mean you don't eat no meat? <laughs> uh, she's amazing. And her twin? Yes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, she also, like, uh, one of my notes is, like, how brown the movie is. Like, it's very, like, mm. kind of muddy. But then Vula's, Vula's outfits are just, like, amazing. Like, she wears, like, she's red on and him black and white. And she's on and popping all the time. Looks, yeah, she looks amazing. Um, but yeah, when when like Ian and Tula meet, like they're both wearing like all brown, and I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't like try a little harder with the costumes. And I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, Vula is, uh, I love her. But I think that the twin in her like mole or wherever that was, um, <laughs> that was another thing that the writer Nia. That was another thing she took from her childhood was she had an aunt. Apparently it's yeah. true. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know Amazing. if it's true that they had a twin, but the aunt she had an aunt that always used to tell people that. So That's uh-oh. hilarious. <laughs> I thought that I the that. aunt did a really good job. Like I liked her character a lot. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that was our discussion, our hot takes on my big fact Greek wedding. And now we are gonna get into some awards the hag awards we'll call it the hag awards. um and for the <laughs> hag awards <laughs> okay so first we are going to find out who you will be awarding as our fave hag number one hag in the movie i think it's obviously the grandma no yeah Ooh. the grandma is super haggy she like she literally could be a witch like okay but okay <laughs> The but, gra- okay. Wait, who is so, the grandma? Are you talking about yeah, Tula's, yeah. Mo- Tula's mom? No. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. The yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the wheelchair. <laughs> Does she have a wheelchair? She didn't have a wheelchair. Oh, at the end she was. She had a I wheelchair think. at one point when the yeah. when um Ian's parents were at the party and then they were doing all the ouzo. Oh, true. And she's like literally drives by and is giving them the <laughs> finger and yelling at true, them in Greek. True, true, true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But wait, okay, Mel, what do you have to say? Okay, so, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah is, like, clearly a hag. She's very haggy. But for me, like, with our definition of hag, I think v- Vula is my hag of the movie just because she yes. she gives zero fucks and does what she wants. And also she, like, actually, I, I was going to say yeah, yeah until when I was watching until um, Vula tells her twin story and I was like, She's my hag. <laughs> yeah, the twin story is so haggy. Why don't we have yeah. two awards? Like a traditional hag OG, and like a OG contemporary hag. hag. I don't know yes. if every so movie we watch will have an actual hag in it. I knew this was going to be a problem because it's it. going to be so hard just to pick one. I, but I, I also like, loved Cousin Nikki. Like she was also oh a hag. Oh my God. Well, just sure. wait till the snacks come around. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think we have our winning hag, and it is Vula and yeah. her and, and her, her twin. twin. <laughs> but 
for best traditional hag, it goes to the grandma or the yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Obvious. I mean, she clearly like has cursed someone in her life. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. OG. The second she was on the screen, it was massive hag energy, and yeah. <laughs> but Vula was like more of like our definition of what a hag yeah. is. She's like a yeah. hag in her heart. She's one of us. She's yes. one of us. She could come on this podcast right 100%. now. For you know? mm-hmm. Oh, God, I wish. Definitely. Cool. So that was the hag award of the week. Next up, we are going to discuss who we think the snack of the movie is and which snack we would share with that person. Snacks on snacks. Sophie, who's who's your snack pick? Oh, I am glad to go first. Uh, well, actually, maybe I'm the only person who's going to pick him, but I'm going to pick Aiden. Well, sorry, <laughs> Ian. That's who he is. I can't, I can't mm, stop. Reach, girl. Um, for, you know, all the Sex and the City fans out there, he will always be Aiden in my heart. But I, I just think he is extremely dreamy, and I just want him to, you know, hold me and feed me Spanakopita. And I feel like he is just <laughs> nice. the, the person to do that. And it's romance. He would he would treat he would treat a he would treat you right, I, I think. So I want that for you too. <laughs> also I I also picked Ian Miller, John, John Corbett. Cause I love also him. he's so hot in the he's in the to all the boys I love trilogy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, he's just yeah. the hottest he's dad. Hot dad. In the late nineties, early two thousands, he was like the perfect boyfriend. And now like in the like twenty twenties, he is now the perfect dad. Yes. And it's great. He mm-hmm. is a beautiful, well rounded man. I <laughs> just think he's so hot. And yeah, so he's also my snack of the movie, and I think I'd want to snack on some s- saganaki with him, which is Ooh, the Greek yes. fire. Yes, <laughs> the Greek fire shoes. Yeah, yes. I don't know because he's also like a good. He's like a good boy, but he's also got kind of got this like element of danger to him, and I think he would just like <laughs> eat it while it was still on fire. So you can drain the oil from his hair <laughs> onto the Oof. cheese to set it on fire. Okay. Gourmet. Yeah. His hair Margaret. wasn't that oily. It was oily after the baptism. <laughs> I've never heard of this flaming cheese. Mm. <laughs> okay, Mel, who was your snack, and what snack will you be having with them? Okay, so safe space. I okay. He is a snack in John Corbett. I agree, but I don't fully vibe with the long hair and clean shaven look. Mm. Like, mm. live your truth. Yeah, he's a, he is a snack, but he wasn't my snack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cousin Nikki is actually my snack. Yeah, yes. uh, she's hot. I mean, she's it's kind of obvious because she's like you know always like got boobs out all the time but i think she's boobs a for super days. babe yeah and her big hair and um yeah i just thought she and she it. looks so good in that blue dress that was like oh God, that yeah, nightmare she, dress she, she but she like, like using confidence like a beautiful mermaid like, yeah. <laughs> honestly she has some hag energy too like i love yeah. oh yeah um so and then my snack would be like i want to sit at their diner and drink like diner coffee and eat those. There was one scene where they showed. Um, I looked up, but I think they were these things called kularakia. 
They're like, mm. um, like circle cookies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With mm. like sesame seeds, yeah. So I want to like sit at the diner and gossip with her and like eat cookies and drink coffee. I love that. Mm. Love that. <laughs> I love that so much. All right, Maggie. So I agree with Mel that like I didn't really find Ian to be a snack, to be honest. It was also wow. kind of the long hair. And actually, you saying the long hair with the combo shaved face, because like I actually do like long hair, so I don't know why it wasn't doing it for me. But my snack was a combo snack. Oh. Um, <laughs> b- because it was cu- it was Cousin Nikki, but also Brother Nick. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I had the same. Yeah. I was deciding it was between the two Nick of them. and Nikki. Oh, my God. Him yeah. trying yeah. to be deep in this movie. He's like, I just want to go to art school. <laughs> He's so yeah, cute. You signed up for art school. You inspired me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, and I was also kind of confused about, like, is this snack for, like, the eating category? I wasn't sure if it was, like, what snack would we want or what snack did we have? Because I was eating focaccia while watching. But <laughs> my Ooh, snack of love choice. focaccia would have been a bunt cake oh mm. that bunt cake bunt. yeah it honestly looks so good and i died laughing when they brought it out with that little plant in it i think this movie put bunt cakes on the map like i bet you bunt cakes so like the pans were probably like they're in the pocket the of big bunt 100 <laughs> percent. also them trying to say bunt and also when um, Vula was trying to say biopsy, and she was like, "Biopsy." <laughs> so oh good. Oh my god, I love her. Uh, oh, the bunt pronunciation. Do you guys remember in Step Brothers when like they're trying to pronounce the name Pam? No, no, no. I love like, that Pam. movie though. Never mind. They're like, "Is there an N on the end there, Pam?" Pam. <laughs> Anyways, it was very much like the bunt cake situation. That is a movie that I feel like should be burned in my brain, but I don't remember like one part of it for some reason. I have never seen it. Oh. What? Oh. Wow. It's stupid. Interesting. So for our very last category, we are going to talk about if we were to recast this film in 2021, who would we recast some of the characters as so maggie if you could recast anybody or a few people who would they be and who would you recast them as it's gonna be controversial based on your snacks but anyway i would just recast ian miller to be paul rudd <gasps> oh wow i accept He's so short though i'll eat saganaki with paul rudd yeah doesn't matter how short or tall you are when you're lying down mel that's true <laughs> horizontal <laughs> yo that is perfect oh i honestly like i really couldn't think of anyone for this category but paul rudd is is perfect go maggie like great white boy okay so i had a thought of abby jacobson oh, as oh and then, yes Yes, Mel. Yes, because she's not like a big, yes. big star, but she's. I think I feel like she would be really good. Abby and Paul Rudd. Yeah, weird age difference. Hot, kind of big age difference. Yeah, love it so much. Okay, so that was my big fat Greek wedding. So fun, so much fun. I had a big fat good time. <laughs> <laughs> 
case. <laughs> so we are going to get into some emails that we have from some fans, aka it's our first episode. So we <laughs> got some emails from some friends from the Tape Deck Network. Tape Deck family. Tape yeah. Deck fam. First up is the pod father himself, Aww. Slim, <laughs> from 70 millimeter. And here it is. Hags, first time, long time. What is one movie you would not want to do on this show? One movie you would rather stick your head into an oven instead? That's violent. And, Whoa. And why is it the Grinch? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he actually say that? No, no, he no. didn't. <laughs> I was like, yeah, why does he have these feelings towards the Grinch? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's the first episode. So, like, let's get this on tape and set the record straight. Yeah. What What is banned? Gals? Hags? I have two. Oh, okay. Two. Oh, okay. go for it. Okay. The first one is Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I don't know if you guys... I fucking hate that movie so much <laughs> yeah it's a lot um that movie is burned into my it brain is burned so into it's a good thing we're saying this now it like yeah. ruined me so yeah no thanks on that one it is depressing as fuck yeah i watched it in college and actually like a friend of mine like had um recently like was addicted to heroin and it was just like it was, I don't know, it was just really yeah. a tough, tough watch. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, but the other one is The Babadook. Oh. <gasps> oh. I love oh, no. that movie. Oh, no. I know. The gay icon, The Babadook. What? <laughs> Did you know this? That the, the Babadook is a gay icon? Oh, yes. I think I've heard that. But okay. So, <laughs> anyways, I might be, you might be able to convince me to watch this, but like, I, when I watched it, I like had a three day long, like, anxiety attack basically afterwards and like fair just got really depressed and it was really bad so yeah That's it's like, bad it is so creepy i i don't know it was probably like my whatever like place i was in was not the right place to be watching it but yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah fair yeah no babadook is super scary like super creepy and then also mm -hmm. very grating because like that kid is just so oh, annoying. The kid is bad. The kid <laughs> is bad. I mean, I, I, I do have a horror movie with a creepy, with a creepy kid in it. Um, on deck for this oh, we know. podcast. Oh. So I'm sorry. <laughs> We're all scared. I quit. I'm shitting my pants already. <laughs> I'm gonna ban it right now. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Maggie, what's a movie that we you will absolutely not want to do on this podcast? Okay, mine's also a scary movie. It was the first ever scary movie I saw, and it scarred me literally to life. Like, literally last night, I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about it. Was, um, <laughs> it's The Grudge. <gasps> do you think oh. about The Grudge on a daily basis? No, like, I, I don't. But, like, last night, I don't know why it came to me. But it, I watched it when I was 11, year old, 11 years old. It really traumatized me. Like, my parents wanted to get me hypnotized to forget oh. that I had ever seen it. Oh, because no. Oh, no. 
It was so traumatic. Okay, that's horrible. I'm a little nervous to choose the horror movie that I chose. No, no, I've I've since watched scary movies and I can appreciate them and I like them. But just the grudge, like I could never go back and revisit that. All right, hypnotizing, eh? Okay, nobody ring a bell because Maggie will just like start barking. (laughs) 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 Sophie, what it? What is? banned what's banned girl um the hunger games <gasps> oh shock you <laughs> no okay Wait, okay you it. just said that to get a rise out of us i will ban the ring sophie i will ban yeah, it right here. i mean no there's some history with the hunger games but we don't have to get into it right now are you seriously banning hunger games veto we can Never. talk about it after the Wait, episode, Maggie, I, but this I, is outrageous. <laughs> oh, no. Is Maggie going to quit? This was Lynn's right plan now? all along. We are already derailed. We are, we've all just quit. I don't, <laughs> I, 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 don't need, I don't need a justification for this. No. I just want to know that it's, it is because of a real reason, and it's not just because you don't want to talk about it because we like it. It's out of spite for me because she, <laughs> she wants me to f- be upset. Is that actually why? No. Yes. <laughs> okay, if it's for a real reason, then I accept it. But if it's just to spite us, then I don't accept it. <laughs> it is spite. I promise you it's spite. I have thoughts and feelings about Jennifer Lawrence. But I'd love to hear them and don't box us Lots out from see, them. This is, this is what Slim wanted. You know, he does a lot for us, but also he's trying to tear us apart. So who can you trust these days? Well, no one tore us apart until you did that incredibly chaotic pick. We can let each other... We can have one veto, okay? Everyone gets one veto. Yeah. No, but Sophie's is, Sophie's is fake. <laughs> Sophie, your second one goes to Sophie. <laughs> Sophie's is canceled. Yeah. I didn't even want to talk about The Hunger Games, but now I want to talk about it more than anything. We'll see. Next season is Hunger Games season. And it's <laughs> just us doing The Hunger Games, okay? Okay, so uh, Jess, what's yours? Okay, my band movie, I'm taking going on a little bit of a different route here, is Django Unchained. 100%. Okay. That is the first movie experience where I went to see something and I was like genuinely triggered to the point that like I couldn't even comprehend it. I know a lot of people love it and it's like a whatever movie. I haven't Mm -hmm. watched it since then and I have vowed to never watch it again yeah i i feel that i can totally understand that one Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that one i accept hunger games still still not not accepting it yeah a hundred percent that one's up for debate slim you've ripped us apart thanks thanks he truly has (laughs) i feel like this was his plan all along I don't know if he can be trusted yeah. anymore after this. Okay. But no, kidding. Love you, Slim. Everyone yes. go listen to 70 Millimeter. Also, we should give a quick thank you to 70 Millimeter for all the support and sound equipment help. It's been great having you guys helping us out. Thank you so much. Yay. We love you. Love always. Love always. Okay. Second email is from Mike, a.k.a. Catcher, from... The Synonauts podcast that I am also yeah yeah can we can we talk about Synonauts we're okay with sharing we're okay with sharing boom it's fine we're sharing the boom boom gets around we all know that would you be allowed to talk about Hunger Games on Synonauts (laughs) um yeah because Ian and Catcher are cool okay okay (laughs) we don't 
that we we don't have to do that okay <laughs> it should be in the criterion oh but yes i have another podcast where i talk about films from the criterion with two beautiful humans catcher and ian and catcher has sent us an email cute my big <laughs> i'm really bad at reading by the way anyways <laughs> you're doing great my big fat greek wedding was a huge hit with my family when it came out my parents in one way or another dealt with their parents and extended family being european immigrants and the craziness and love that came from that experience i'm italian the film's family are greek but it was like they brought cameras to film my own family Windex being a catch-all for every situation still gets us laughing like crazy. LOL. (laughs) I am so excited for this podcast. I need this kind of energy in my life. Lots of love, Catcher. Wow, I love that. What a sweet angel. Thank you, Catcher. And he does have a big, like, loving Italian family. It's great. And that's kind of what we were touching on earlier, where you don't need to be Greek to relate to the family in this totally movie. exactly. Mm-hmm. Did Catcher just heal us after our Hunger Games moment? No, he did. Okay, well, I'm I'm just we're not we're not over the Hunger Games. Although I'm sure he would side with you, to be honest. But thank you, Catcher. Um, but now we have another email from Ian, who would definitely side with me on the Hunger Games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Debate. To my dearest hags, congrats on the launch of your podcast, and I'm very stoked to have y'all as part of the Tape Deck family. My Big Fat Grief Wedding will always hold a special place in my heart because I remember watching it all the time with my mom when I was a kid because she thought it was the funniest movie ever written when it first came out. The beauty of this movie is that, yes, it is about Greek people, but it's completely relatable to any children of immigrants because all the themes of their lives seem to be the exact same as mine growing up. Re-Filipinos also don't understand what vegetarians eat or do (laughs) not eat. (laughs) So So true. Anywho, looking forward to listening to the episode and every single one after that. P.S. Please have me on for the 10 things I hate about you. T.Y. 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 I'm glad we didn't ban... 10 things I hate about you and thank you Ian we love you so much thanks babe yo I want Ian on the podcast ASAP oh mm-hmm. yeah he he will be here and we'll get a nice we'll have a nice spicy up <laughs> with our boy okay our final email is from H and uh, he is also a part of the tape deck fam and hosts a podcast called Dune Pod that covers everything Dune related and also not dune things yeah and also (laughs) not dune things just basically (laughs) there's just a universe and they are exploring all (laughs) all aspects of it anyways it's amazing so here we go greetings film hags it's h as of tonight we'll already have had boom and sophie as guests on dune pod I had been looking forward to Mel making her very first ever podcasting debut on our pod next month, but Mm -hmm. nothing could make me happier than learning she was joining forces with you for this podcast. Maggie, Mm -hmm. open invite to join us whenever you are ready. Mm -hmm. Thank you, H. Yeah. Meanwhile, I can't wait to hear you all every week giving your takes. I know they're going to be spicy. <laughs> Congrats, y'all. Thanks, H. Thanks. That was so sweet. Yeah. Thanks, I was going to say we 
we stole your podcast debut thunder from june pod i know i know when he asked me like we were like starting to talk about it but we hadn't told anyone yet um but yeah i'm really excited to be on dune i think like when this comes out i think i'm recording when our episode comes out i'm recording with dune pod the next day oh nice oh that's awesome yeah we're talking about this weird movie called i love you to death about a woman like trying to kill her husband but failing nice <laughs> miserably nice it's really well, fun that's hag energy if that I've sounds ever heard hag- it. yeah that's haggy it's very fun. haggy yeah. love that <laughs> i love it okay sweet so those were all our so fun mm. yeah that was so much fun so those were all our letters um if you want to send us a letter you can do so by emailing us at filmhags at gmail.com you can also reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter at FilmHags, and you'll also get to see some of the cool art that Mel will be doing for every episode. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. She is V-talented. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and we also do some like fun polls, or if you just want to chat, um, or if you kind of want to get at Sophie for banning the Hunger Games, whatever <laughs> your heart <laughs> desires. We or if you have any, you. if you have any crushes on any animated characters, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have yeah. to hear about them. <laughs> Listen, we are open hags- to all types of crushes. <laughs> mm. The hags are here. Okay, cool. So that was this week. Are you picking next week, Boom? I am. Ooh, oh, I am God. the next pick because second is the best. No, I'm just kidding. You're all the best. <laughs> Third's the one with the hairy chest. <laughs> Haggy. <laughs> so the film I am picking that has been burned into my brain, burned into my soul, and may or may not be imprinted on my <gasps> literal body. Oh my God. <laughs> we can discuss that next week. Is 2006 musical hit Rent. I love it. We're going right for the musicals. Yeah. We are going balls to Mm. the wall. I have never seen it. Never seen it, Mel? You've never seen it, Mel? No. Yes. I've that never is seen, so excited. I think I've seen it like live. I think I yes, saw it I like was in chorus in high school and we went to like see musicals oh, and nice. stuff. And I saw it, but I had I never watched the movie. I wish I could experience seeing it for the first time again. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous of you. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm so excited for you, Mel. Also, I know we've all seen it. I've been watching this film for 14 years, so I've come <laughs> to terms with the fact that we might not all agree. I can live with that. But okay. either way, I am I'm so stoked, stoked to talk about it. So <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so that was our very first episode of Film Hags. We did it. It's How done. Yay. are you guys feeling? I feel amazing. Yes. <laughs> I feel good. I amazing. feel like. I feel kind of mad, though, actually. Right. At, About the Hunger Games. Definitely, like, yeah. Oh, no. There is, okay. there is some tension well, over this here. this is just the beginning. <laughs> we, this is we just need, the beginning. We need to talk about this we, offline. We we have some stuff to work to through. work some shit out. <laughs> oh, there's a convo about to go down behind the scenes, yeah, guys. Certainly. Will we make it to oh next God, week? I don't know. This is the first so and last episode of Film Hags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my big fat Greek wedding recap. You next week, tune into Maggie's Hunger Games podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I want, 
I want the people I want the people to let me know what they think. Nobody agrees with you. Let it die. But it's, okay, but I'm it's also met like on Hunger Games. Okay, I have no feelings about it. <laughs> we don't exactly. have to love it. Like we can just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but Maggie, but... you didn't want to talk about it at all until I said Hunger no, Games. Maggie, you're gonna be right. so I mad when you hear the story. I just didn't want to be told <laughs> I wasn't allowed to talk about it because okay, it's right. not yeah. anyway. Which is we'll, we'll so what if I was just mad about about the grudge? I was like. <laughs> So mad. <laughs> yeah. What if I really wanted to do the grudge? Yeah, I would because I, I would never hold I that have against a real you. Real reason why I don't want to talk about the grudge. I might have a real reason why I don't want to talk about. What is it? I just don't want to talk about it's it. It's not real. Patriarchy. I I can see, this I can, is what you know, the patriarchy is. Like the bad guy, but Sophie's <laughs> laughing right now. She clearly doesn't have a real reason. <laughs> She's being a cheeky, deaky, freaky, yeah. beaky. <laughs> and we need to. Wrap this shit. Up. Yeah, we we, we got to the end. We're here. See you next week. We did it. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you yeah. did, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We oh, welcome to the Hag Zone. Hag. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to the Hag Zone. So that was the very first episode. Thank you for joining us. We hope you have a magnificent week, and we nice. will see you next. Tuesday. Bye. Love Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.